listening to Fox Sports Radio. I want to look at this game for point spread. It is a big surprise, and specifically what tends to happen in between these games in an NBA series is there's very little adjustment to the power rankings of the team. That generally, a team wins a couple games, they lose a couple games. It doesn't really matter because we're now, what, 90-some games or 100 games in some cases, uh, I guess, in a normal season into the season by the finals. So what's a game or two going to mean? But what we've seen in this series, and it's not just injuries, it's that there's been a real reevaluation of who the better team is, and this line in game two is or game four is quite surprising. Yeah, and it is game four coming up tomorrow night in the NBA Finals. It's in Milwaukee where the Bucks got a big win over the Phoenix Suns in game three. That series 2-1 in favor of Phoenix, but right now on pregame.com, it's the Bucks, a four-and-a-half-point favorite coming up tomorrow. Okay, so let's think about this a second, and we'll bring in Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com. Let's go down quickly and go one at a time, and then I'll ask for the next one. Game one, the line was? Suns by five and a half. Okay, so let's accept the fact that Giannis was doubtful before or early that day of the game, was questionable hours before the game, and then was announced to play, and still the line moves closed at five and a half. Now, we could make the case, and I think it's true, that there was a lack of certainty about Giannis's health. And we all remember Anthony Davis. He gave it a go, and if anything, he was a net negative, didn't play for that long. Could have been Giannis in this case. We just didn't know. It was certainly a reasonable possibility. So I'm almost going to say let's forget game one. That was an aberration, though it clearly makes the case that with the three-point home field advantage, which I think is correct at this point of the season in the post-pandemic and all the realities of it, it's a little less than a typical year, but just by maybe a half a point, three and a half, typically three now. Okay. So game two, the line was? Closed at four and a half. Now this line – was a statement. Suns at home, Suns favored, and this was a statement. This was a statement, quite frankly, that we spent about half a show trying to decode what was being said because everything pointed to Milwaukee in Game 2. Giannis's surprising amount of health that he showed in Game 1, his physicality was almost there all the way. He played well, didn't play a ton of minutes, but it looked like, hey, he's better. He's better than any reasonable person could have thought. Okay, that was one. Number two was there was a long history of NBA Finals starting with the home team winning and covering in game one that we talked about before the game. And Milwaukee had, this was the sixth straight series that they had lost the first game against the spread of a series. And it was 0-5 coming in. So if anything, it was like, wow, Milwaukee doesn't start these series well. Giannis, there's uncertainty about him. This is entering game one now. And home teams dominate, dominate. I'm just going by memory. I think it was four. I think it's 13-2 and against the spread now. But it could be off. Is that right? right? So it was like everything pointed to Phoenix. Phoenix looked good, but they didn't look like crazy dominant. So you're thinking Milwaukee – in the bounce back, not to mention the typical zigzag 
that we talk about all the time, which is in the NBA, the team that wins typically isn't as tenacious as the team that lost because losing two in a row can really put you in a hole. All of that lined up, and the line was still four and a half, which was saying simply Milwaukee was inferior to Phoenix. Phoenix was a point and a half better, even though there's all these circumstances that could have, you know, reasonably be, t- be taken as advantage Milwaukee, which would mean Phoenix is even better than that because they're accounting for all those advantages and they're still a point and a half above home court in game two. Okay. Game three comes along. That was down 0-2 now, Milwaukee. This is the classic spot where, especially in the first half, the home team in game three, the team that's down 0-2, it's an all-in effort. And the game line in that game was? Bucks were favored by four and a half. Okay, now that seems like a big swing. A lot of people say, wow, how could they be underdogs of four and a half, now favored by four and a half in game three? But if you actually looked at the first half line, the first half line in that game, McKenzie, was? Three or three and a half, the Bucks were favored. Mm-hmm. So what we figured was if you if you accept the fact that the first half is where that game three phenomenon is centered, and that's what the betting market tells us, and it's true. If you look at the second half line, you know, which was like one, one and a half points, so let's just call it one and a half, that means for the game it should have been three, and the extra game three incentive that comes from the circumstances jacked it up a point and a half, and you could see that in the first half line. So that is a circumstance that doesn't repeat itself. So if you remove that, it would have been Milwaukee favored by about three. Now, here is where the disconnect is. All that kind of made sense to me. Now, what didn't make sense was that game two being so high, but it was like it made sense after the fact, as in the market believes that Phoenix is just the better team by a real margin, not just a smidge, not a half a point, is the better team. Now, the thing that flummoxed us that day, that made us very confused, and we are straight out of Vegas, I'm RJ Bell, was that the betting market before the series started, but before Giannis was hurt, had a perspective line, a line you could bet, that was Milwaukee, though they didn't have home court, was minus 150 to win the series. Which means that overcoming home court and still being a minus money favor, that's something that was a big statement Milwaukee was better. I can understand why when Giannis's health was uncertain, that Phoenix entered the series as the favorite. Because the distance between Milwaukee being favored and Phoenix being favored was about Giannis's health. And we did the math on that. We shared it with you guys. It all made sense. It all made sense. And game three made sense that Milwaukee was considered better because of that game three phenomenon. But now we enter game four and there's a reversal. There is no game three phenomenon. If anything, this is the game typically the better team will win to go up 3-1. This is a zigzag pointing to Phoenix. Phoenix just, you know, they withstood the storm of Milwaukee in that must-win game, and now things settle down. They have a couple days in town. They're more used to the rims. The second game is always advantageous to the road team because they're less familiar. They didn't just fly in. There's re- So all that kind of – and we've seen that in when they play these home – you know, home, double home games. I guess not home and home, but double home for one team. 
is oftentimes, and we saw it this year, and I don't know, Mackenzie, if you got the, the raw numbers on it, but when one team won in the second game, typically there was a bounce back. It was the zigzag happening in the regular season. So, and maybe we'll pull those numbers and talk about them, you know, just touch on them here in a little bit. But this line, if you would have said, based on everything we've seen, what should the line be? Well, home court's three for Milwaukee, and Phoenix was considered a point and a half better. I don't see anything about game three that went above and beyond that would say that there's been any power ratings readjustment. So now maybe Milwaukee should have been one and a half or two. The distance, and let's call it two, the distance between two and four and a half is the question mark. This is, it seems, a reevaluation of how good these teams are. And as much as during a typical series you might think that happens all the time, it doesn't. It doesn't. The line in general. Now, the exceptions are things like Game 3 when it's 0-2. Things like when it's a 3-0 and it'll go for a sweep, you see a big adjustment because motivation is a question mark. But in Game 3, we knew motivation was advantage Milwaukee. Game 4, not so clear. And thus, it's more about the pure power rating. There's not many offsetting factors. And what we're seeing is the betting market has said, wow, Milwaukee is clearly the better team like we thought beforehand, even though we thought that Phoenix was clearly the better team as recently as Game 2. And even Game 3, because when you account for all that Game 3 phenomenon, it still assumed Phoenix was the better team. Otherwise, the line would have been even higher. It makes no sense, and it's such a rare occurrence for there to be an 0-2, the team at home win to make it 2-1, and then the line goes up. I don't think I've ever seen that, to be honest. I mean, we got our database. We'll check that during the commercial. I didn't think to do that. Did you happen to do that, McKenzie? No, I didn't. I did look up uh, teams that played each other back-to-back in the regular season. So if you just throw out the last couple of weeks, because those were kind of funky, 58% against the spread, the team that lost, coming back in the same building to play again. So that's about a point and a half or so. You know, the net margin would be typically. It might not be in this case. So what we're saying is we're talking about about the same adjustment as the zigzag, or even in this case, it's a little bigger than the zigzag, and it could just be a little fluky in one year. But in general, team professionals don't like getting beat two times in a row by the same people. It's revenge time. So to me, what is unequivocal, that is pure mathematics, is that Phoenix being favored by what they were in game two, I guess that would have been, what, four and a half in that game? Is in game two being favored by that much and then being favored or being underdogs by this much in this game or specifically Milwaukee being favored by four and a half. Think about it. Home court's three. If a team in game two is favored by four and a half at home, it means they're better by a point and a half. How can the opposite team... Now, Milwaukee be better by the same point and a half and being a four and a half point favorite. This would make sense if home court were worth four and a half. It'd be their even team. It's not. It's not. It's not even during a normal year. It certainly isn't this year. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So, Jonas, as a 
not a professional batter, but as an aficionado, but also a fan at heart, do you see how it does it seem incongruent to you? Does it seem wacky that within the span of from game two to game four, that there's been a three point swing effectively in who the market believes is the better team? That is not only unusual. It is rare, rare, rare. Yeah, I mean, if all things, you know, these teams were the same teams we thought they were coming in, I, all that would make sense. I think this is all about Giannis. I, I think his performances the past couple of games have changed how people view this this series is going. I, I think there's a real thinking that they're going to come back to Phoenix. Uh, this series is going to be tied two games apiece. And then from there, it's a best of three. And Milwaukee has clearly shown they've got the best player in the series right now coming off an injury. And you could say that was what the market thought. Like the minus 150 for Milwaukee entering the series kind of said that. But you know what? It would have said game one line should have been two and a half then. Right? Let's say, you know, minus three, Phoenix home court advantage. Let's call game one juice it a little bit because of the history. So maybe. Uh, Milwaukee's favored, uh, or not favored, but a point and a half better, so it would be one and a half typically. Juice it up a little bit because of all the game one phenomenons. And then game two should have been like two. The line should have been two. But game one didn't convince the market that Giannis was back. And you could even make the case game uh, two didn't do it either because game three line was in line with game two line. This is where it finally was this third game and how well Giannis played that caused the total reevaluation. Now, the question becomes, does the series price show that reevaluation? And Mackenzie, you did the work on this, and I think we have a surprising answer. So, what is the current series price? The Suns are still favored. They're minus 250. All right, hold on, hold on. When we say they're still favored, it only makes sense that they're favored because they're up 2-1. So they're minus 250. Now the question is, if these were perceived to be even teams and one team was up 2-1, what would the line be? What would the series price be? Minus 240. Okay. So what you're saying is that – this is pure math, right? In fact, yes. sh- show off your Yale degree is explain the binomial, but don't explain it. Just give us about eight words on it. So, assuming 50% win expectancy for each team, even amount of home games, Suns 2, Bucks 2, the binomial distribu- distribution calculation equivocates to 76% for the Suns to win, equivalent to a minus 240 favorite. All right, I mean, did he really need to throw that in, Jonas? <laughs> but he's making a good point. This is pure math. So on one hand, we've got two markets saying two different things. The, the game market, because there's no reason game four favors Milwaukee in any special way. They're just other than home court, which is built in. So if anything, if Milwaukee wins another game, you would think from here they've got momentum. They got, you know, there's a lot of advantages if they win this next game. Whereas you could say, well, if they lose this next game, now Chris Paul can close it out in game five. That seems like a big, big disadvantage. So if anything, Phoenix is super motivated uh, in this. I mean, it doesn't feel like there can possibly every everyone's going to say, "Well, Milwaukee needs the yeah." Everyone needs this game. There's, uh, Zigzag tells us history tells us that this is not advantage home team in this game four, considering the way it's gone. So if we just accept that and say this line of four and a half by Milwaukee 
is saying Milwaukee's better by by a point and a half. But then we look at the price in the series, and it says that Phoenix is better by a smidge. By a smidge. Not much, but a smidge. That means there's about a point and a half of variance here. And if you like Milwaukee, then no doubt about it, you should be betting Milwaukee in the series price and not necessarily in game four. And if you like Phoenix, then you should be looking to take Phoenix plus the four and a half because one of them's wrong. This is kind of like two plus two cannot equal five. So either the first two is a three or the second two is a three. And we don't know which is which. If you have an opinion, this is the case. And quite frankly, no other show is going to explain it this way and probably have the ability to. At least the, any show has any major platform. This is where we don't go into the science of it too much. It's what informs our general conversation. But here's a case where the math tells you if you like Milwaukee, bet him in the series. And if you like Phoenix, bet him in game four. Jonas, does that feel like as a non-technical sports exp- betting expert, how does that resonate? Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's perfectly said because if Milwaukee wins this game, you know, any series in the NBA, if you were to tell me, all right, it's a best of three and one team's got by far and away the best player in the series. I mean, that that to me would feel like you'd like Milwaukee in the series. Like if Milwaukee wins this game, I I, I love Milwaukee in the series. I, I would wonder if Milwaukee does win this, what does the series, series price go to? See, that's interesting. When there's three games left, typically there would be even more of an advantage for home court advantage. And my gut feeling, if they were considered to be even teams, would be about 160, 170. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So simple recap is, if you look at Game 1 and 2, all of the factors considered, Phoenix was considered to be the clearly better team by about a point and a half. That doesn't count home court. It was on top of home court. Then... If you look at the game since then, but specifically now game four, the upcoming game, this line implies that Milwaukee is better by a point and a half. That would be a net three-point adjustment over the course of one or two games, however you want to look at it. And I'm telling you, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't. In fact, we got the history. So if we go back and say, give me the games that the home team won 2-0, so they win the first two, then the road team becomes the home team, and when they're at home for game three in that must-win spot, they win. What is the game four line compared to the game three line? Because in this case, the game three line was minus four. Now the game four line is minus four and a half. So the line has gone up. That is not typical. So, Mackenzie, how many games, if we count all playoffs, not just the finals, fall into this category? Since since 2003, we're looking at 91 games. All right, so 91 times home team won, home team won, 
And third game, the new home team won. Now, what is that game four line? I right, Of those, what percentage or how many of them did the line get where it was more expensive for the team that won game three? So the line would go up between game three and four like it did in this case from a game or a line of four to four and a half. That's got up. It, it made Milwaukee have to be more expensive. How often did that happen? Only 13 times out of the 91 games. I mean, I'm just doing the math. That's less than 15%, I think. That's right, 86%, 14%. So 86% of the time, this doesn't happen. This is a 1-7, shot. And I think that speaks to, one, how unusual it is, but also to how confusing it is that at the same time, that this is happening, such an unusual thing is happening, the odds on the series price are still saying Phoenix is the better team. So this this would be like, I mean, you really think about it. See, that's fascinating. If you went into those 13 times, Mackenzie, here's the next question. How often was the line below or clearly above home court advantage? So, so imagine a situation where um, a team is just so much better. So they're laying nine in game one, right? Maybe eight and a half in game two. Well, you could see a scenario that maybe, and those would be big favorites, right, in the playoffs. But then in game three, you can imagine, okay, let's make a big adjustment because it is a must win. Maybe they're three-point home dogs, right? And and that's a big adjustment. Uh, let's think about it, though. It might even be bigger than that. Maybe it was pick them from minus eight. It could happen. That's not that crazy. But then what would happen is if that team wins, you could make the case it was a shocker. It's like, oh, my gosh, they won the game. And that causes a reevaluation of the power rating. It's like when a team who's a huge underdog wins any game, it really causes people to like kind of sit up and take notice. Uh, maybe you can just eye test this and, and jump in when you got it, and even if it's a few minutes, is how many of those games were a situation where the home team was laying more in the first two games than four, let's say. So it was beyond home court advantage. Um, and then it, you know, it be something like this. It, it just feels like I'm not even sure which way it would go. So let's look at the data, but it does feel like all those cases are not the same because there could be a time. Remember when Atlanta was playing the Cavs with LeBron and LeBron and the Cavs were the lower seeded team. So, what, you know, if I remember, the line was like pick him in game one and then the Cavs were favored in game two because they won. It's like that feels like a very different situation than the home team being better initially. And then the road team becoming better so in such a quick time. Does anything jump out or you need is, some time? time is there, yeah, oh, what what about ahead. the Suns-Lakers? What about the Suns-Lakers this year? That series. It's kind of similar, right? Because the Lakers were favored as the seven seed against the two. And then, and then wasn't it a couple of games in or maybe after game four that Phoenix all of a sudden became the favorite? Well, so in that case, and, and, and that brings up the case in the handful we're talking about here, the 15%. Is injury could have been the cause of them. Okay. Right. right. But yeah. but obviously in the Laker one, it was injury driven. Now what was really curious about that Laker series was Phoenix, when everyone was perceived to be healthy, being such a big favorite in Game One, 
that it was like we were flabbergasted at that. I mean, these are like three or four of the times in the last couple of years we've been flabbergasted, have been in these playoffs. And we ended up finding out there was rumors about LeBron maybe being suspended because of COVID. And thus it was it wasn't rumors that had gotten to me or anyone in the media, it seems, but but the betters seemingly knew about it. So that was unusual. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 